0: Welcome to the Hilton Effect podcast series. This year marks Hilton's 100th anniversary and the Hilton Effect, as the authors define it, is the positive, world-altering impact that Hilton has had and continues to have on billions of lives and thousands of communities around the globe. At the heart of Hilton's success stories are the thousands of dedicated team members who care deeply about providing the best hospitality experiences for guests across Hilton's thousands of hotels. I'm Yolanda Brown and in this series I will be interviewing inspirational team members from across Hilton's hotels and offices in Europe, Middle East and Africa to find out the secrets behind the award-winning Hilton teams and learn what motivates these teams to lead the way in hospitality for the next century. Now, in this episode, I am absolutely honoured to be sat with someone who's been a member of the Hilton family since 1969. And having started his journey at the Hilton in Amsterdam as a busboy, he has since gone on to become general manager of Hilton Amsterdam, as well as the prestigious Waldorf Astoria Amsterdam, one of Hilton's most luxurious establishments in Europe. A very, very warm welcome to you, Roberto Payer. Oh, so good morning. How are you? I am very, very well. You seem Look, very excited this morning. I, I'm always excited, especially <laughs> when I'm speaking about Hilton. I've met some amazing people during this podcast series, and we are. I know. I just want to go to the hotel today.
1: <laughs> well, it's a group of you know, it's a group of uh, people who love to do what they do. Yes, and I think that uh, becomes a family. Then
0: it's important, isn't yes, it? It's it important. Is. It is. Now, you've seen the company evolve over years, and what are the big things that you've seen change, and what have you been happy To see stay the same?
1: Uh, The first thing I'm going to tell you is that when I started to work for the company, we we used to have two companies actually. There was the Hilton Estates, the Hilton, and you had the Hilton International, which was a luxury company, the first luxury company abroad. And we were 75 hotels. Uh, So it is incredible. So the the company has gone through incredible things. Uh, It started all in uh, 1986, actually, uh, uh, when the company was bought by uh, Ledbrook PLC. Mm -hmm. And the old company changed, and uh, it it was a very different world, a very different world. And then slowly we we went into the cooperation with Hilton in the United States, and we became one company. Mm -hmm. But what is important that you grow and you learn and... uh, it's very easy to criticize. Sure, uh, it's much more interesting to see what you can do with it. Uh, th- that's fun, <laughs> and people always—you know—they always think uh, the negative part of things. And I—and I, I—I do not. Yeah. I think that life is wonderful. And I'm in charge of it. I decide what I want. And it's all part of the journey, isn't it? You you make mistakes, but that helps you grow in
0: different areas. So
1: yes, but you know what I found in the fifty years I worked for this company is that uh, I I, and I don't regret one second I, I you know I, I work for them. Why? Because I always been myself. Mm. They let me be myself. They never regret what I did. Yeah. I actually, you know, I left the company in uh, 1973, yeah. September 1973. I was, uh, at that time, I, you know, after a few years, I, be, I was a, a manager of a club called the Fitzotek, and it was the club of Amsterdam, you know, it was a dancing club, uh-huh. but it was the most prestigious, so I used to have there all the top stars, uh, you Oh, know. you're yeah, rubbing shoulders was, with the best. Yeah, when I was a young boy, can you believe everybody was uh, jealous <laughs> of me, uh, so it was it was fun. And then I, um, I wanted to grow, you know, I was eight years old when I wanted to become GM yeah. uh, of a hotel. Wow and uh, i really my career has always been based on what i could achieve in order to go to be a gm sure and so i left the company because they would not give me the job i wanted and i wanted to you know in you a uh, various job in the, in, the, in the hotel and i working in a club was wonderful but mm. i was doing what to remain a b- night banter yeah. and uh, I was 24 and I had a Rolls Royce at my disposal and I had a private jet picking me up in Amsterdam for the sounds meetings sounds
0: like heaven yes, yes <laughs> and,
1: uh, and <laughs> they pay me and they pay me I think a tremendous amount of money I think that they wow. earned it now only so what uh, brought you back to Hilton then what uh, like a telephone call
0: <laughs> <laughs> it is that simple to forget the jet forget the Rolls Royce just call me <laughs>
1: exactly I, I was uh, um, the general manager of the Hilton in Schiphol and Uh, He called me and said, Roberto, are you happy? And I said, why? Mm. Because of the job you wanted to have. Ah. And I said, well, I'm coming to see you so I went there and I got the job I wanted and been there ever since yeah and
0: you know there there is some I've I've met uh, the HR uh, manager and she said I was asking about sort of retention of staff and she did say you know if someone has to leave they will leave but Hilton is a wonderful company to work for they will come back if they're they're right for the company and it's wonderful to hear that that actually happened no matter the riches and the glamour that you had
1: you still had that dream to be a general manager well the the Hilton it it was there's always been a dream uh, you know it was uh, at the time it was the, the company in the world at uh, also as today yeah. so that was my dream i only wanted to work for them while going for a second best and so in
0: that development as as time has gone yeah. by what's something that you have enjoyed seeing stay the same is it the values or is it the way that the customers are treated what is it that stayed the same and stayed true
1: so everything is the same but it's not. Mm. Uh, things have evolved the way you do things, the way people think, mm. what you need in a hotel. But you still have to clean a hotel. You still have to clean a room. Yeah. You still people want to store some food. And the basics are the, the same. The basic business th- is the but same. But the way we we work with them and the way we interpret what we're doing is very different. And it's important to move with the times, of course. Of course, of course. Now,
0: the Ward of Astoria Amsterdam is a collection of six 17th century canal palaces on the Herengracht in Amsterdam. The rooms are truly luxurious. I'm selling it really well. The rooms are truly luxurious. And there's a two Michelin star restaurant also. How have you amplified the values of Hilton to create this luxury environment?
1: I think that uh, people talk about luxury when something is expensive. Right. And I don't believe in that. Yes. Uh, luxury for me is a sum of details. Yes. Executed to perfection in a natural way.
0: And so is it sort of going the extra mile as well? You know, w- really? I
1: don't understand what is an extra mile. For example, I would like a particular meal. I, that, that's part of my job. It's not going an extra mile.
0: But not in every restaurant. It's like you have what we, you can have what we have on offer. Well, then there's
1: the wrong restaurant.
0: <laughs> I'm hanging out with you, Roberto. You've got the right taste there. And so for you, it is about providing. That that's our extra, job. Yeah, we,
1: yeah. We, well, the other day, you know, uh, i give you an example. There was a, uh, we had quite a discussion in the morning meeting regarding some, I guess, we wanted to have a fresh carrot juice. Yes. Okay. Well, that's something that you have available in two seconds. Sure. Uh, you can say, well, you should have it. You should not have it. You should have it frozen. I think that is not correct. It's interesting to see if a guest asks that, how long does it take us to make a carrot juice? Mm-hmm. How long are we going to, uh, to make sure that it's going to happen? Yes. Are we going to have the tools to do it? That is more interesting. And the next time somebody asks you something, you do it. You can do it. Isn't it fun? And so I guess then you're building your skill set every single day. Exactly. You're able to but do but do that's more the more. fun part of our job is be creative. We're going for the, you know, for, for the maximum. What are you going to do to improve your skills and the team mm. and the hotel? I, I like to be the number one. I'm not interested to be number two. Love it,
0: and as you say, creating luxury experiences requires exceptional teamwork uh, and and planning well, as uh, well. It's not
1: exceptional teamwork; you, you need to have a passionate teamwork,
0: passionate teamwork. So, and people be need to be able to work together and understand how to make. Yes, the they, best they got, of the got
1: job. to love to you know to be the best. They got to love to do something which is. Themselves. I don't want them to be exceptional mm. because then you're going, to, you're going to be choosing what you on your, your team. No, anybody can do it. Yes. You just have to have the passion of doing it. They go for it and make it happen.
0: And so does that come from the recruitment? Are you looking for a passionate person or do you have to build a team
1: and install passion? Well, it starts with the recruitment. Yeah. I'm, never, I'm never interested really in the education of someone. Yeah. Uh, I'm interested about their attitude, the way they react to things. I remember, you know, I had a team member working with me very close, actually, she's sitting next to me. And uh, I had an interview with her, and, and she came from the States. And, it, it, you know, number one, I thought, my God, I got to hire someone from the States. It's going to be expensive, and it's <laughs> going to be, you know, what am I going to do? And then they said, I called some friends, and I said, you know, I really want somebody who really click with me, because she's going to be yes. my number one person. Yes. And they said, oh, yeah, call her, call her, call her. So I call her. And then we did a a Skype interview, and this girl was too good to be true. She was (laughs) sitting on this desk, and she was talking to me in the Skype interview, and she was too perfect. And I said, I I don't believe her. I said, do you want to to pick up a plane on fire? (laughs) How do they come over?
0: (laughs) I need to see you in person. I need to see you in person.
1: (laughs) And, well, she stole my heart. Oh, I have to let the listeners know that
0: she is here in the control room. And as you were speaking about her, she was punching the air. Like, <laughs> that is me. Yes. <laughs> and and it's lovely to see that relationship. I think that is equally
1: as important as what you do for the customers, is it? Well, uh, all my GMs did all the same to me. Mm. What am I where I am now? Mm. Because they gave the me a chance. That were with you. Because you believe in what I was doing. Yeah. So I think that you know, that is the, the, the strength of our company within the company, that we believe in the team we have yes. and we build them up. We give them a chance. Sure. I remember one time, you know, I'm Italian and my English was as good as now. <laughs> uh, and, uh, it's very good. It's very good. <laughs> thank you. But, but I, I was in Holland and I wanted to move from the front office to become a salesperson. Sure. And I went to see my GM and I say, he said to me, Oh, Roberto, you cannot do it. I said, Why not? I said, because you don't speak well Dutch. I said, okay, you know, you are now uh, a customer. Sixty people come and visit you. Mm. Fifty-nine speak perfect Dutch. Yes. One doesn't speak perfect Dutch. Who do you remember when everybody has left? Yes, and he got the job.
0: <laughs> you have to have the confidence within yourself yes. to know what you can
1: offer. What right? I'm trying to explain to you that you know, while the company is very flexible, they help you. They, I think that they give everything, all the tools for you to become someone. Uh, you also have to believe in yourself. Mm. Uh, don't expect anybody to do anything for you. At the end of the day, it's you who's going to do it. It's you who's going to decide. It's you who's going to prove who you are and the company will choose you because you're standing out.
0: Yes. I mean, we've had some some wonderful talks before coming on air about the different things you've done in the community. Can you share with the listeners? I think they would be very refreshed about the things that you do connecting Hilton
1: with the community. Uh, Well, one is the children, of course. Uh, Children, I'm not married and I have no children. And uh, it's my uh, soft spot and my problem Uh, (laughs) because I would love to have children. But one thing I do then, I try to get involved in things I can help. I uh, was involved in uh, helping children, painting their house and making them feel comfortable. Another thing I do with children is about a restaurant. There's a restaurant for children in Amsterdam in the Fondel Park. And I was uh, one of the guys who started this restaurant. And uh, they sit at the level of children, including yes. their parents, and they cook there and everything. And on the second day, the third day of Christmas, they would come, and the children would not pay, only their parents. And there was a, a, a full three days training on, on how to work in hotel. They were not only enjoying; they had to work. <laughs> and uh, so they were cleaning their room. They had to make up their beds. There was a control of their rooms. Yes. Uh, and at the end, they had to prepare a dinner for their parents, and uh, they had to make also a show. And it, it was a lot of fun. And now it's twenty. I did it for 20 years and then I stopped.
0: And do you think sort of deep down there was a a way of showing the young people what was possible in hospitality as well?
1: Well, hospitality is a a misunderstood company. Some people think that serving someone else is a a degrading position Mm. and serving someone is not being a servant. And that's very important to understand that our business are not servants. We are there to help other people. If you love to be with people, my God, you got all day people around you. <laughs> Go
0: that for it. That is the advert for hospitality, right? <laughs> yes.
1: <laughs> and what
0: would you say drives your passion? I mean, it's coming through the microphone today. I just think, you know, if I, if I could work in a hotel right now, I would, I would be signing up. Where do I sign up? What drives your passion of being with the same company for 50 years? And what advice would you offer to those interested in getting into hospitality? Apart from if you love people, that one is already sold
1: for me. You know, my dream when I was a child was to work for a company, become a GM. Another aspiration to become a vice president is not me. I don't like to work in a corporate office. It doesn't do anything to me. I want to be in a hotel where the product is. I want to be in the middle of my product. And everything I I do, I, I try to create a product which people see and believe in it. But the company always supported me. And for 50 years, I never, 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 never had a problem with my company. And I think it's fantastic because they gave me a chance to be who I am today. I'm today who my company made me. Wonderful. That's all we need.
0: Now, I know Thrive is a a big initiative at Hilton and it helps team members feel more resilient, more focused, more optimistic about their work. Tell me, how do you Thrive?
1: I love opera. I love uh, music. I love classical music. I go a lot to uh, theatre. I like to travel when I can. And uh, that keeps me alive. Yes, yes. And tell me about the tulips. (laughs) <laughs> well, uh, I'm I'm the chairman of the Tulip Festival in Amsterdam. There is a song which is called uh, Tulips of Amsterdam, you know? Yes. When you come to Amsterdam, <laughs> bring tulips from Amsterdam. But in Amsterdam there were no tulips. <laughs> so we said, we got to do something about it. And I have a friend who she's a, um, a garden architect. And she went to Istanbul and she had this idea. She saw there that uh, tulips are the number one thing. They, they plant 10 million tulips during the tulip season. And because the tulips come from there. But we all know that the Netherlands is the land of the tulips. Yes. And uh, so she said, "I want to have one tulip for every uh, inhabitants of Amsterdam." And I said, "Let's do it! Let's do it!" So we started to do it. It's a 50th anniversary this year. We have planted now 725,000 tulips, yes. and we're going to have fun. Oh. And Now, now, yesterday was a very something very special because the Amsterdam Hilton was the, the home of John and Yoko for their peace uh, sitting or yes. sleeping in. Yes. And we dedicated a tulip who has been developed called the Peace Tulip and was presented yesterday to the press. Oh, so wow. it, was a, it was a great day.
0: Now, before we started recording, you were telling me about the Room 702 campaign. And I just want you to share uh, a story with our podcast listeners about that.
1: Well, uh, 702 was the room where John and Yoko uh, stayed in for the Peace in the World. And it was about the effect that moment had. And what they you know, what they told the world and while they were sleeping there. And I think the campaign wants to reflect that. What is Hilton doing? You know, what happens when Hilton arrives in in, 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 a, in a country? Mm. What what does Hilton do in a country? What are we, as a company, doing for somebody else? Yes. So seven and two is a reference to something that has happened and we want the world to know. And there was a, a wonderful, there'll be some wonderful videos that people can see, but
0: can you just share me that story about the lady
1: with the soap? Oh, well, uh, I, I think it is incredible. I think that everybody in our company should look at it. It is an incredible story about this lady who just, you know, collect all the old soap from the room. So what's her position in, in the uh, She's the chambermaid. Aha,
0: uh-huh. And she collects
1: all the, all the soap in the, in, 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 uh, in the hotel and puts all together and she sends the, so the, you know, the bar of soap left over to the Dominican Republic mm. and that is going to be recycled. And they make bar, which are distributed to children yeah. to wash their hands, because one of the four children dies because of an hygienic thing. Yes. And uh, she's then called in room seven or two, and there she's, uh, you know, she reads a, a letter from our chairman saying we're going to send you back to the Repo- to Dominican Republic to see what you do. She's never well, been there. She's, she's never, never been it. there, and you know, but she's she she comes from there, yes. but she's never been there. But uh, you know, and, and uh, she reads this letter that, and she's going to the Dominican Republic, and then you see her going to see uh, to Dominican Republic, and she see the children where the the soap is distributed, the center where the soap has been recycled, wow. and then suddenly you see a close up, and the recycle uh, room is called is called on her name, oh. and uh, she cries. I cried. Oh, her I, I'm
0: crying already. <laughs> I haven't seen it yet.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I was crying with her. It was. It, it is. A, but so there are many stories that Hilton yes. is doing in the world that we want to share with other people.
0: And now, can you explain your personal interpretation of the Hilton effect? Sort of what if it effect, and you have alluded to it, but what effect has working at Hilton had on your life? On my life? Yes. I'm who I am because of Hilton. Well, that is just beautiful, Roberto. I, I feel it. And, you know, thank you so much for taking me through your journey. It's been absolutely wonderful and infectious to, to speak to you. I feel like I just want to go out there and, and enjoy the world. Come so. and work with me. <laughs> Well, that's a job buffer. We have witnesses now. (laughs) Find me in Amsterdam. Now, join us again for the next Hilton Effect podcast, where we'll be going from Amsterdam to speaking with a woman at the centre of Hilton's recruitment drive to ensure Hilton attracts the best talent. Thanks for listening. Goodbye.